Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's 3.05. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh and Anthony Stolzer. Let's head to our celebrity line. We're joined by Chris Kerber, voice of the blues, fresh off his trip to London. What's up, Kerbs? Fellas, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm actually standing here in St. Louis Home Fires with my buddy Frank Schmur. You know he's a great sponsor at, at 101, and uh, he's... He's working up a plan and a promotion for everybody to uh, to maybe spruce up your fireplace with gas logs, a great gift for your wife. So uh, we're planning that and having a good time talking barbecue and, uh, and and fire pits. All right, good man. Hey, anytime you can talk barbecue. Real, and... real quick. Yeah, real quick. I'm going to share a real quick story for you, if you will. All right? Sure. So we, we when I moved into our house, we had a gas fireplace that was originally in there from uh, when it was built. Turns out it was it was Frank's company here, St. Louis home fires that had put it in. I wanted wood burning. So I switched it after like the first year to wood burning. Right. And then the fireplace got old last year, came in said, man, we got to kind of fix this up. And I was looking at redoing the whole thing. And Frank looked right at me and he goes, why don't you have, go back to gas burning? I go, cause I like the sound of, uh, of, of the, of the wood. He goes, yeah, I get that. He goes, but it's winter. How many times is your wife going to go out there and build a fire? You know, come in in the winter, build a fire. I go, probably none. He goes, trust me on this. I said, okay. So we kept the gas burning. We put a new front on it, did all that stuff, put the new gas burning logs that they've got, which is amazing in there, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to tell you something. Since we did that last winter, there's been more fires in my fireplace since last winter than it was in the 15 years we've lived in the house. Nice. Just just from that simple thing. So we were talking with Frank and uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a great promotion for one-on-one listeners. I think it's, it's going to be awesome. It's a, it, it's, it's a fun story to share because he's absolutely right. I don't know about your guys wise, but mine aren't, mine wasn't likely to go out in the middle of winter and get a couple logs to keep a fire going. No, I agree. Curbs, the house I, I live in currently has a gas fireplace and I've always been a wood burning guy. You know, I'm a yep. guy from Canada. We build our fires. <laughs> No, not now. Really, With our bare hands. I flip that little switch, and that bad boy comes on, and I love it to death. It's <laughs> awesome. Hey, listen. Uh, on on the other front, the, the London front. If you guys ever get a chance to go over, just as sports fans, even if you're not soccer fans, but to experience what Premier League soccer is like in some of the different stadiums in London, like it is truly an experience. I think. Much like I believe a sports fan in the United States needs to go to Talladega or Daytona and experience that part of Americana, Premier League soccer is, an, is, is, is absolutely an experience to go see. So I, I've, been, I've, I've been told that, I've heard that, I've read that. What, it, what is different from your, your viewpoint, Curbs, when it comes to you know, 
Premier League soccer versus, and we we love our city team. What's yeah. the difference, though, from your from your viewpoint now that you've seen it live? Well, it's just first off, that sport is ingrained in their culture, like baseball is here. You know, we, I, I've become a huge fan of Fulham, and, and we went and saw Fulham play Brentford's at, at Craven Cottage. That's London's oldest club. They go back to the eighteen you know eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, right? I mean, so it, it's entrenched in the culture. But the, the other thing too, you realize is like, so when you see like Chelsea play West Ham. That's not like St. Louis playing Chicago. I mean, it is from a rivalry standpoint, okay, but but they're literally separated by three or four miles. It, it would be like having a team in Chesterfield playing a team in Clayton in a big stadium, right? I mean, it's that's how entrenched their neighborhood clubs that have just become big part of the soccer thing. So the rivalry, the hatreds, the the the. Um, is I mean, it is literally can be can be divided by a line down the street uh, sometimes, and and I think that that gets brought to the games, and then also the fact that as you know, the way those the English sports and the European sports have relegation, which uh, still blows my mind. I mean, could you imagine the Chicago Blackhawks not in the National Hockey League this year? They'd have to go to the American Hockey League because they were one of the bottom three teams last year. That's what happens. So when a team comes up. It's a challenge for them to stay, and, and it just creates a whole other level of uh, anxiety. So that, and again, like I said, just the fact that it's so entrenched in their cultures that you've got 46, 48 matches in a season, 20-something at home, every one of them becomes an event. I mean, look, we saw, saw Chelsea play West Ham. And West, I mean, and now that at Olympic Stadium, that was insane. And West Ham beat Chelsea. This was game two. This was their home opener. And when the fans were walking out, you, you'd have thought they just won the first round of the playoff. Like, it was, it was crazy. Curbs, what do, you think, what do you think the difference is, or why is there such a difference in the fandom when you go over to Europe or, or you know, those areas there? Because I played here, obviously, in the NHL, yeah. and then played over in Europe, and the European fans are almost all like the soccer fans. They're chanting and dancing and singing and pounding on the drum the whole entire game. Whether they're 10 years old or 65, 70 years old in the crowd, everybody's involved. But yet, you know, you come across the pond here in the United States and it's a little more reserved. Why do you think there's that difference? Yeah, it, it's a great question. And, 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 and especially since everything that we do here in the United States at a game now seems to be around hyping the fans up at every moment of every game, right? And that, that wasn't the case. I mean, they don't even have replays. Uh, on, and, and some of these don't have video boards that are, I mean, so some people here might have TVs in their living rooms bigger than the video boards in some of these, uh, some of these soccer stadiums. I, I, uh, I don't know the answer to that one. No, but here's the flip side. You know, the other thing, like, like you go to a Cardinal game, a Blues game, a City game, or, you know, around these leagues, everybody is showing up in the gear, right? That wasn't the case over there. You know, like they, they sell jerseys and people had scarps, but there was a lot less gear wearing, that, you know, that, that was around there. But um, I think it, it, I, the only explanation I could really come up with is it's just it's just got to be the cultural experience of of that sport, you know, because it, it just uh, maybe we I don't know. I, I don't, it, it is a big difference. And, and you're right. I, I, it's just got to be a cultural thing because. Well, shoot, even you go down to some of the, the games, that, like if, if you go into South America, you, you've got the same kind of chanting thing and, and stuff. It's 
But you're right, it's different. I wish I had a better answer than a rambling one. Uh, Curbs, we had JR on yesterday, and we were talking to him about you know whether or not the Blues or when the Blues are going to name a captain. And JR noted, well, you know, we're just going to have to see on that because Army indicated that he was going to kind of talk to some veterans and see if there's uh, even a need for a captain in today's NHL. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, if if I was going to be on the opposite end of a spectrum with Army on any topic, it would be that one. Uh, I I didn't like, you know, I, I, I think you need a captain. Um, now, I've also learned over the years to believe that the only time the captain, I shouldn't say the only time it matters, the only time it's got the, the, the biggest, how do, how do I say this? The captain's only a problem is if, if it's the wrong guy, mm-hmm. right? And you, can, and, and you can make it the wrong guy, okay? But I think every single team needs a captain, and I actually believe it's even more important to have the captain when you're dealing with young players and bringing young kids along because I – like, I believe that young players, when they come to the rink or the field, they need to know their role. They need to know their routine. They've got to have somebody that pulls them in check and say, no, get out of there. You know, Mike Dillinger walking through the, the, the exercise room after a game, looking at a bunch of young players on a bike saying, if you guys got that much energy out there, you didn't give enough for us on the ice during the 60 minutes as he cracked open a Bud Light in front of him, right? <laughs> uh, there's... I just, I just believe that that is so important for the young players to learn it the right way. And so for me, I, it's, to me, a clear-cut choice is Braden Shen, right? Or I'm looking at a, a, a Justin Falcatori Kruger, a Colton Pareko. Uh, I, I believe it's a, a, a critically important part of this. And I don't care if it's a captain for a year or two, because maybe you're thinking two years down the road, it, you, you pass it off to, to, to Robert Thomas or whomever. Who knows? But I absolutely am picking a captain for this year if it, if it were up to me. Yeah, Curbs, I, I echoed almost everything you said I, yesterday when we talked about it, and I, I agree with you. It's imperative that a team that's, you know, we'll call it retooling with some younger players, it's imperative you have that one figure on the team that is the leader. Braden Shen, for me, is a clear-cut choice uh, beyond yep. all of them. Uh, I'm watching him at these summer skates and the way he's organizing things and the, the standard that he's setting out there. I, I understand he doesn't need the letter on his chest, but for me, he's earned that letter on his chest. And if it's a year or two years, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't know when it became attached to a contract because back in the day – like when I first came in the NHL, the captain was your your captain. If it, if he was there for a year and he got traded, so be it. If he was there for two years because his contract ran out, so be it. While he was there, though, he was clearly the captain, and I don't know why that changed over the course of time. Well, and then the flip side is when it comes to the veteran guys, like like when I first got here, Jamie Pronger was the captain. But but make no mistake that it was Al McInnes's room in many ways. Right, oh, yeah, and that's not knocking prong. Okay, listen, Alex uh, Alex Petrangelo was the captain of the St. Louis Blues. Make no mistake of the importance and impact of Alexander Steen. Right? Yep. It, it, it's that kind of it's that kind of thing there for me uh, when it comes to this topic. So that's why the leadership committee is important. Look, a couple of years actually, the Cup year, Doug Armstrong in November went in and they had meetings in in Vancouver. And he told Alexander Steen and these guys, "Hey guys, look, we're going to, you know, bring some other kids into this into the mixture here, and and kind of turn this over." Told Steen, "I need you to still be you and do your thing, but we got to get some other young kids, some voices here." 
And then that's when they pulled Pareko and started bringing some young guys into that leadership discussion, which is important for their development. I, I think it's, it's critically important to have that one voice to go and, and, and to show the right way. And, and Braden, I'm, I'm listen, I'm with you on Braden Shen guys. When there's a team function, Braden Shen is there. Braden Shen has shown over the, his time here that, and, and there's something to Brian O'Reilly did this, you know, Steiner was this way. These guys like, they, they, they bought into the history. They, they bought into the history of the team, and they understand kind of the guy. They understand you alumni, Jamie, and, and those and what it means and the relationships, and they've helped foster those from one year to the next and others. And, and to me, Braden Shen has, has demonstrated that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, when, uh, when, when Chris Zimmerman's wife passed away, you know, a, a few months ago, and they had this amazing celebration of life at uh, at at Stiefel Theater. Two blues players showed up for that celebration of life: Braden Shen and Robert Thomas. Yeah, and I don't know that that guys. I, I got to promise you, and I don't know if that they even want me saying this, but I'm saying it. They, it's not that that was expected. You're just dealing with a couple of human beings there. For example, that one were in town and able to be there, but two understood the human element of the moment. And that's the qualities I want in a captain. Curbs, well said. Well said. And thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, great stuff, Curbs. Welcome back to the U.S. Glad you had a great trip. We'll talk to you next week. We're getting close to, to, to hockey. Oh, we're, yep, we're getting close. We're on the air in about a month with our preseason opener. How there about you that? go. Looking that's forward to week. it. Yeah, one month from yesterday. One month yeah, from yesterday. Nice. Exactly. Curbs, thanks, buddy. Oh, Have hey, a great... real quick. Yeah. Real quick, sorry, I haven't I haven't a chance to do it with you. Jamie, welcome to the group. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, bud. I haven't had, we Thank haven't had you. a chance to be on the air and talk about that yet. Yeah, no, so. thanks, man. I'm uh, I'm super excited. As you know, we've traveled before together and did a couple of games, and we've always had a good time. So I, I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm really excited. Since my since I've gotten to the Blues and the people we've had to work with, we've had the best traveling crew, and this is just going to keep it going. So uh, looking forward to it. Congratulations, hard work, well deserved, and. Uh, we'll check banks with you guys next week. Thanks, Curbs. I appreciate it. See you, Curbs. Thanks. You got it, guys. All right. That's Chris Gerber, voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN.